0: Clay, it was, a, uh, it was a tough week in the news and everything like that. It was mm. a very tough week to end a season of Discovery with a very boring episode of Star Trek Discovery. In my, that's, <laughs> that's kind of the thing we talk about after the break, but I just i, I felt it was fitting that in such a, a week where it was like, oh, it, I'm interested in what's going on in the world. God damn it, the longest uh, episode of Star Trek Discovery season is upon me. Here I go. I have to take an hour out of my day to watch that one which I guess is coming into this prejudice against the show, although I have watched the episode, so I can't be prejudiced at this point. I thought it was pretty boring, though. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a tough place to put you in for our little opening clip here, but anything you have to say about that? Or did you find it well, exciting?
1: Well, I, I think after a rough week, let me tell you an uplifting story. My friend's young daughter um, wanted to learn how to read, and she didn't want to use letters. And son of a bitch, if it didn't work. So... <laughs> <laughs> take from that what you will
0: letters are letters are old hat in this this new world you know Newton invented calculus so this this girl I guess uh, could do something Shakespearean with the alphabet uh, letters too we'll see let's take a break we'll play a clip from That Hope Is You Part Deux then we'll come back we'll break it down and continue on our merry adventure <laughs> That hope is you part. Two is the thirteenth episode of the third season of Star Trek Discovery. It came out on January 7th, 2021, written by Michelle Paradise, who's the showrunner of Discovery at this point, directed by Ootunde Osun Sanmi, who's the sort of go-to director of Discovery at this point. In Universe Date, specifically not known, it's 3189. In this episode, as the Emerald Chain tightens its grip and the mystery of the burn is finally solved, Burnham and the crew have one last chance to save themselves and the Federation. Mm. Um, just on a a pacing level, I know that this one says they they solve the mystery of the burn. Uh, I think it was a pacing problem. This show that I found the burn to be solved four episodes ago, and I don't know yeah. why they think that they're still solving this thing. It's been the slowest reveal, yeah. of all details concerning this. And we'll, I'll have more to say about the burn in general, but like we solved the burn three episodes when you met to call i think that was that's the burn mm-hmm. right there like you you understand everything this did clarify and i'm glad to be right he does have to scream it is a banshee thing he screams i couldn't believe that uh-huh. i couldn't believe that they were like
1: no it's literally the sound wave of his scream that did this i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me <laughs> <clears throat> what what is this show
0: it's a small it's a small distinction it's a small distinction i suppose or a distinction without a difference really because it's either high emotion or he has to actually be scared and yell but uh they do they do determine that he has to yell about that one um but like but like why
1: you're already in this situation where you're kind of tiptoeing into fantasy land anyway why why do they Instead of it being a manifestation of his emotional state, why do they go, what could have made him so angry that he would scream that loud? And it's like, why is the scream, ha- why does it have to be the scream? Yeah. That Why are you technically breaking down how the sound waves, whatever, work to destroy all the, I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird, weird choice.
0: If you, I mean, if you, it, it feels very, um, maybe this is not true because I've never actually experienced it, but the, the screams when he encounters his, uh, that ghost thing, right? Like, I, I understand Sukal Su- Su- screaming in that situation. It feels mm-hmm. like a sort of cinematic trope when someone dies and you go, ah, <laughs> you know, it's not a... I don't know if kids would do that for their parent. I'm not saying that maybe they maybe they do, but it, it, it makes more sense to me the ghost scaring him causes him to scream. I find that believable in a way that the mother dying, while it's more emotional and more impactful... Feels like that would just feed into like tremendous sadness would be the reason that he he goes that way, right? Yeah. which
1: yeah. is why I think it doesn't make any sense to just be a literal scream as much as a as a as an uh, emotional outburst, you know. But yeah,
0: whatever. his mother really should have been played not as oddly as. It, but remember the um the teddy bear in Breaking Bad's plane crash season. Sure, all the yes. a lot of the episodes op- opened with like a slow reveal that it was a teddy bear floating in a, a pool. Mm -hmm. Um, but everyone, you're just like, what the hell is this? And like, how is this going to tie into anything? And then it does at the end. I wish Discovery, I know Discovery doesn't do this, but imagine if Discovery had like had the idea of Sakal's mother at the start of its season and it just had little vignettes of them interacting Mm. or something. Because Sakal's mother dying, I found, I find effective but not effective enough, really. Right. Like, sure. I understand this is, you're supposed to feel sad. I think her death sequence is particularly sad when she's, like, on her deathbed or whatever. I find it a little weird that the last moments of a mother and child are not touching each other. That's strange. Mm. Like, he's standing looking at her. Um, that's a minor thing. But, like, and her her final farewell, I kind of thought was strange. I know that she's reading the recording to fe- the Federation, but she didn't leave a recording for Sikal. Either right, like yeah. Uh, so yeah. it was just kind of, <laughs> kind of clunky. Yeah, I will say uh,
1: that that Breaking Bad thing was probably my least favorite thing they ever did on that show, mm-hmm. uh, because also in that case, what it ended up being, I found to be
0: kind of ridiculous. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: Um, at least in that case, it was the result of
0: Q. And not someone screaming. Q Q had um Q had the Adira problem where he wasn't getting enough sleep because of his daughter's death and he caused the plane to crash each other.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I when like I think it was like three quarters of the way through the episode, they have that moment where uh Culbert goes, Oh my god, you caused the burn.
0: And it's like, Yeah, where have you been, man? (laughs) Saru, catch Culver up on things while you're while you're yeah. dying of cancer. I know if, like, it feels so it felt so redundant. It's like guys, we understand this. So you can move on beyond it.
1: Yeah the the amount of weight put into that, I think, undermines the argument that the burn did not end up as the central story of the season. Right?
0: Yeah. Do you want to hash out what you mean by that? If some people I know we talk about this sort of offline and in the Discord and stuff. But do you want to like? Pinpoint what you're saying there.
1: Well, we've uh, there's an argument that we we have been critical of the burn as being a bad story for the season, um, and other people have criticized that reading of it by saying, well, the burn isn't the main story of the season. It's the it's just a a a, div- a device to show how the galaxy has fallen apart because the federation has been destroyed and why the federation needs to be back or something like that. It's a, it's a MacGuffin. Our, our,
0: they're, they're, yeah, well, they, yeah. I would say that they would argue that it's a MacGuffin to cause Discovery to go around places seeing what the Federation has become in this. So right. it's, it's similar right. to the Red Angel setup, basically, in terms of how they're organizing it, which is that the Red Angel wasn't really the point of things. The point of those early, early Season 2 Discovery episodes was when you went to a Red Angel light you found a planet that had a problem on it and you kind mm-hmm. of solved the problem. And so the, yeah. the, the MacGuffin was the red angel just causing you to go places to find things. And the people who are pushing back on what we're saying about the burn would argue that the burn is not the central story of this. It's about going around and seeing where the Federation has come, mm-hmm. uh, turned out into and that the burn itself is irrelevant to everything.
1: And I would say that this episode pushes back against that idea directly just in that looking at how much time they spend on wrapping up the burn versus the 30-second montage you get of the recreation of the Federation at the end of the episode. Yeah. You know, it's like it clearly wasn't that big of a deal because they cover the Federation forming, reforming in like two minutes. Yeah. Whereas they spend 40 minutes or 30 minutes of the episode hashing out the remaining whatever, of, of the cause of the burn and, and X, Y, and Z. It's just, and ultimately, I still don't even know why it matters, but. <laughs> I'm not sure I can really. Can, can I, sorry, I just need to go off on this for one second. So, ultimately what happens is they discover the the cause of the burn, emotional moment, whatever, and then they imply that the, Federation is brought back together not in any small part due to the fact that now there is a planet of dilithium that they can mine which allows them to fly faster than light again.
0: Yes. Which was, just, I, which I guess I would spell correction. That will sort of enable them to rebuild the Federation because Discovery next season will be tasked with dropping off dilithium to all the different sure, places.
1: Sure, sure. Ultimately just putting them back in the situation they were before the burn happened, right? Like nothing has changed. It's it's they're just resetting things. But in this episode, they establish that book can fly the spore drive. Yeah. <laughs> so why <laughs> why do they even need dilithium anymore? Like why why is why is the end of this not? And Osyra um, was
0: able to replicate the spore drives as well. She yeah, was she was working on it with that scientist. Yeah.
1: Apparently not a big deal to do, I guess. But like why is the end of this uh, not book's people are now part of the Federation and they are the ones who are being enlisted to fly these new spore drives yeah. they're building they're the pilots. so they can reach all these places that they couldn't get anymore. I feel like isn't that <laughs> thematically where this should end and not just, oh, we've got dilithium again so we can start shipping it to people?
0: I right. don't know. It's, it's, it's a brave new world with uh, new spore drives and new people who aren't stamets able to fly Isn't stuff it great? Like
1: isn't it great that they established how there's this schism between the Federation and the Nivar people just to have them show up for no reason at the end and then just be like, yeah, we're back in. No problem. Well,
0: cool, guys. Typ- that's typical, dis- know, that's typical discovery, right? That, that's, that's discovery. Like w- One of the takeaways, I was tremendously bored by this episode. And in mm-hmm. the, the context of fairness um, or uh, being up front, this episode got liberal use of the 10-second skip button. With me, like it was, there were, there's, a, there's a lot of scenes that are just, I'm like, right, like a fight, just skip, skip, skip till I get through this fight. There we go, skip, skip, mm-hmm. skip. All right, people are out of breath. Skip, skip, skip till I see what someone's doing after they've gotten out of breath. It was a very long episode, and I think that the reason that the skip button meant something to me was like, I was pretty shocked by how this is exactly how you thought this would wrap up like there there mm. was no surprise to anything that really happened and that the, only added to my boredom because it's like i thought we figure all this shit out three episodes ago like what do we i know you have to get away from osira but the osira recapturing the discovery is the least interesting aspect of this to me it's like i don't i don't care about this and that's the just only fits. thing that was i was just gonna say the only thing that was
1: surprising to me was that scene where they're like Coming in coming in at light speed, the Navarians are here with their ships to help defend. I was like, here we go. He, everyone's showing up to – all the friends they met along the way are showing up to save their asses. That didn't even happen. Like, it just happened off screen, Happens I off guess. screen. They, you don't see the ships, yeah. So, yeah. And so that was the only thing I was surprised by was that that wasn't a, a central point of the defense.
0: No, and I mean – Give him, I guess, give him credit for not going four for four in doing that. But I, yeah. I thought that this, yeah. is, otherwise, this is pretty much what all modern Star Trek seasons have ended with. It's this big actiony episode where, um, you know, people are racing around. There's a little bit of a space battle going on, and it just felt so. It felt so expected. Like just, mm-hmm. it, I was just shocked by how it, none of this was really surprising to me, and. Which maybe leads it to like an average uh, sort of feeling or grade that you would give it, but I was like, God damn it! Like this, this season felt like the last four episodes took a year and a half of life to get through. They were just so drawn out. And I, I uh, did you appreciate how after
1: all of the discussions about the larger implications and ethical gray areas that the the uh, Emerald Chain might exist in from the last se- episode. This one they just shoot a in the head and they're like, Oh yeah, the emerald, emerald train
0: fell apart after she died. <laughs> they blew up their big ship and then yeah. they, they, it just disintegrates. <laughs> <laughs> what is um Yeah. I I mean it's so it's so it's so silly. Um I find the show to just be the show is really like it, it's actually it actually kind of ties in with what we were talking about earlier in the opening. Um, we're at like an interesting point in history where there's a lot of different things going on and it's becoming like extremely obvious that there's a lack of respect for reality on like everywhere. Like there's just a (laughs) lack of, you know, between like QAnon is obvious. Um, Mm -hmm. Trumpist cultists are irrational and sort of Mm -hmm. in their own universe woke progressivism is its own alternate reality that has no bearing on any kind of actual reality um and this show is really of that mold it's of that kind of ideology it's just it's detached from any kind of reality and it exists in this world where it just expects you to kind of faithfully buy into what they're saying about stuff and it's like This doesn't have any, it doesn't have any, it doesn't have any tether to any sort of like introspection. The show is just Mm -hmm. isn't interested in like questioning what it's talking about or what is going on or like why people should think this way or an examination of the situation. It just gives you a situation and then it does what it wants to do on top of it so it's just like this is all now i'm just going to make this a very emotional story i'm not actually interested in what these characters are doing what the stories are what the federation is actually about it's just i'm going to put my point of view on top of it for you and give you more of that and i think that that's the most appropriate way to to look at this thing i find it really disturbing and i also think that burnham is trump (laughs) Like, Burnham is a person, and this will tie into your Vance conversation that you wanted to have. Burnham's a person who makes bad decisions constantly Mm -hmm. that make no Mm -hmm. sense to me, but for some reason has failed upwards to like this amazing, amazing degree where Mm -hmm. I don't see what the characters in this show see in Burnham in the same way that I have no idea what anyone who is pro-Trump season Trump like Mm -hmm. I can understand being politically driven I can understand having believing in causes I can understand everything this movement is about Trump it's about a person Mm. it's about an orange fucking person like (laughs) it's a strange strange personality cult that's been built up Mm. and Burnham has a personality cult in this show Mm -hmm. no one should be happy with what Burnham has done this season I don't even understand if Burnham is happy with what she's done but Saru fuck you (laughs) get out of here Burnham's in charge now and Man, then Vance gives her this very that. strange speech at the end that you wanted us to talk about, but I think it's just so it's a show so of this era, just built in not appropriate reality, it's just detached it's its own thing
1: i i still t- so if you want to if you want to take a step back and say the point of this season was to put Michael through a crucible in order to show. To have her come out on the other end as a better person who is now ready for the captain's chair. That sounds like a great season arc. That's not what they did. They call out at the beginning of the season the fact that she is has a messiah complex and feels like she's always right. And ultimately, she's always right. And everything she does is right. And every decision she makes ends up being the right one. And at the end, Vance says, you know what? Fuck, I can't believe it worked, but great job. You're promoted. I was like, I could <laughs> not believe the, the, that that was, how do you do, how do you set the character up by calling out their flaws? Or uh, I, uh, it's not even their flaws because they don't even acknowledge it until this point. The, but sho- the show doesn't think that, that flaw.
0: they're flaws. The show, the show yeah. set them up as flaws, but has Vance go, I think Vance's choice of wording is interesting too. He says, you don't do the right thing. And right is a very interesting word no, to choose. No. There, he says. I th- he says you do. You don't do things the right way. The right way. The right. The, yeah. the right way. Right. But the right way is an interesting way to phrase that. And he doesn't mm. say you do. You do. You. He doesn't say you think outside the box. He doesn't say you think. Uh, you don't follow protocol. He says. You don't do things the right way. Like this, mm. it's just a strange. That's a strange point of view of the writers to have. Like what what does that actually mean in a real world sense? It's like you can just have sort of crazy personal delusions about what the right thing to do is and because we've written you that this is all going to work, it actually makes sense. She's mm. she essentially betrays Saru and stuff in this season. Like she sets him up for failure and then does what Vance doesn't want Saru to do and Saru has to to bite the bullet for it. I it's a it's a level of it's an anti-Starfleet message because Starfleet's so militaristic that thinking outside the box like that is like you understand like you can't have you know the, the rogue soldier thing. The reason the reason mm. that military operations would work is because everyone's kind of on the same page and you have a plan and what you're supposed to be doing. You have like right. lone wolves going off and doing crazy shit. It fucks everything up. I just I I unless honestly don't your name understand is rewarding
1: John Rambo.
0: but he's he's not part of a larger operation. He's just the, his own yeah. lone wolf. I find the show's um, love of Burnham strange, like wrong. I find it morally wrong. Really, I find it unethical that the show thinks that she's a hero.
1: Yeah, after everything she did this season, the 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 biggest consequence is that Stamets is annoyed with her now.
0: Not even right. He's smiling at her at the end, isn't he? He's no, like, hey. he's
1: still he's still fairly like. I think he's. <laughs> I, I think he's. Uh, What's the word? Um, he's a little miffed. Tolerating her. Okay. Yeah, he's tolerating her presence, but he's not. He's not happy about what she did, even though he even bitched she to Vance. S-
0: he's like he's. he's <laughs> it's just it's it just so cartoonish where he Vance is getting attacked by like the most powerful enemy of the Federation has, and Stamets runs in and he's like, "My husband, my husband is on that yeah. planet." And Vance is like, I'm "What sorry he should for have,
1: what he should have bitched about is he should have run in and said, Admiral Vance." The Discovery is a thousand years old and is surrounded by every single ship in the Federation fleet.
0: Why can't you blow them up? <laughs> How do you keep missing? <laughs> I, was, I was confused by that sequence because when you see the space shots of Discovery getting hit, I was like, is this... I, I was confused as to what ship Osiris was on at that point. It's like mm. she, she's on the Discovery, right? Like, and it's getting bombarded by stuff and it survived. I guess they really upgraded the, the hell How out of that if, thing.
1: How is it that Osira knows the secret uh shield generator exhaust exhaust port to shoot on the federation death Star, but Vance can't figure out how to destroy discovery in thirty five seconds with every advanced fleet member they have <laughs> i mean obviously then you wouldn't have a show or whatever but yes. i mean come on yeah then- you're making you're making these
0: guys look like idiots, yeah, it's not hard to do i'm um Burnham doesn't deserve the captaincy in season 4 and I don't find that interesting for her to be the captain of this ship. That's
1: that's the thing that kills like they I just can't believe that they call out the fact all of these weaknesses and they test them at no point. At no point is she rebuked about what she does. Um, you know they have that episode with her mother, which is supposed to be this big emotional thing, and and she she her mother brings all this shit up, and then Burnham's just kind of like brushes that off mm-hmm. uh, and moves past that thing, and because well, she gets never it, really she challenged. gets her way anyway. The Vulcans yeah, she doesn't fail at that moment. There's no point where she fails at anything she does, and so there's no there's no real narrative pressure testing her character because she just does the same thing she always does, and she always wins, and it's like. I know you could be like, well, oh, well, Kirk always wins. Sure, but the point of the season of, a, of Star Trek was not showing Kirk ascending into, uh, testing Kirk's character to watch him ascend the ranks. That was never what the how the show was war, uh, structured. Yeah. That's what they did. Like Saru, I thought until they fucking kneecapped him at the end here and tossed him off, sent him back to Kamenai, <laughs> His His arc, I thought, was great. He was all about he was put in the captain's chair. He's probably not ready for it, but he deserves it. And he's making decisions. He's making the wrong decisions, but he's still making them. And ultimately what happens is he doesn't learn from them. He fucking leaves and they give his job to, to Michael <laughs> <laughs> after, yeah, yeah. after Tilly, even Tilly was like, I don't know.
0: You're better at this than I am. I like, I don't know. Tilly's man. arc it's, is equally strange. I think Tilly, because well, I don't know if it's like Tilly, Tilly's, failure is not commented on, you know, like Tilly, mm. fa- like, I, I think it's both Saru and Tilly are interesting because the way that Saru and Tilly's storylines here ended up, if you want to even consider them storylines is that they were clearly maneuvered out of the way for Michael. They were, it's not a, the show is not organically creating situations where Saru and Tilly through their storylines, end up in a place where you understand that you're left with Michael. It really feels Mm. like Michael has to be the captain in season four. So Tilly, you're you're just not good at it. We're not going to comment on this huge colossal failure of putting you in charge that Saru decided to do. Uh, And Saru, you are just going to go home. Like you, you have a bond. Yeah. Like Kaminar exists. I don't know why he has to right. go with this guy. Send him. This he's not the last Kelpian living. Yeah,
1: this isn't Spock in the Kelvin movies. He's not the only Vic, uh, Vulcan left. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. Just send him home. He's got family there. According to the message, they'll do a better job of raising them than Saru or Ceru uh, would. So it. You know what I mean? It just feels like they had to pull the strings to get them out of the way, and that's extremely unsatisfying. And I think it's bad for Saru. Tilly, I could care less about, or I couldn't care less about. Just like that, just seemed like and a strange decision to put her in that, that even, job.
1: Even as an as an as an end to an arc, they spend a lot of time with Saru and this Kelpian kid and uh, the old guy in the book and shit like that. And like, what is how is this working? How is this working as an endpoint to Saru's story? What what has he done, or I should say, what is the stuff that he's doing now? How is that influenced by the stuff that he's done at this point? He's not learning anything. Right. He's not changing as a character. If he hadn't been the captain, he probably would have did the same thing. He's always been you a know, uh, homebody. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that they've done with him up to this point influences his decision and it's not even really a decision it's just like an off-screen thing where it's like oh he went home he's hanging out on
0: caminar for a while yeah
1: you know i don't i don't i don't don't understand what the point of any of it was if i don't yeah i don't know man it
0: is strange um it's just that lack
1: of again sorry it's just another example of the stuff that happens in the episode makes sense if you don't think about anything that came before it yeah you know that's 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 about what it comes down to
0: yeah, and I, I just, I personally like, I, I see. Um, apparently, this episode's divisive, or at least a, a limited stuff I'm seeing on Twitter right now about it is people kind of split opinions. Um, I, I don't really want to get into it, but I, I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of like science critique. If not even science critique, it's kind of like the logic of the universe in this episode, which I think is mm-hmm. less important than the failures of the narrative yeah, this season. <laughs> but this one, this one did we don't have to talk about it for a long time, but I do feel that this one took some really fantasy swings in what they think the Star Trek universe is about. And some sure. of it left me scratching my head. Like Osira and Burnham's fight, I do not understand the resolution. Why does Osiris <laughs> think she's dead in there if I it doesn't I, cause
1: anything to happen to her? I was super disappointed though because I was expecting Superman 3 where she gets pushed into the computer and then she comes out as like half computer monster burner <laughs> right, right. well, and then spits like up kills a her blue that way. She vomits yeah. a little bit of
0: blue which is the extent like, of it.
1: I don't, I don't care what that thing is that she gets pushed into but I don't know why Osiris thought that was just it. <laughs> Not only is it just it, she gets shot in the head from inside, inside that thing. Inside of it, yeah, yeah, which causes no damage to the thing itself. Whatever it was, I guess it was. It seems to be important. It's a computer I core, that I guess. It's, it's programmable
0: sure. matter in the computer core, I suppose. But she, I, it was just a strange sequence. It's so anticlimactic. It's just you push her in, and then they do this cut back and forth where they're looking at Osira, looking at the thing, and then it cuts to the thing, and then it's Osira. It goes on for like. 13 seconds, and then Burnham just shoots her and she drops dead. And it's like, what a I would have, terrible ending. I would have given the
1: show the biggest standing ovation if they implied that the Burnham that came out of that was actually Mirror Burnham.
0: Yeah. This is the, that the, the Mirror amazing. Universe portal that they've opened yeah. up. George, if George Yao fuck? stepped on and became captain, I think I'd appreciate that <laughs> at this point. <laughs>
1: You know, that That being said, though, I thought I, – I actually enjoyed the action elements. I, I didn't think it was narratively interesting, but I thought the fight in that computer room was cool. It's well directed. Uh, I, I will say that yeah. th-
0: this this episode was – there's a lot of camera work, a lot of smooth cuts between what's obviously a camera moving into like a CGI scene and stuff like that. It was very active. It's The fight scenes mm-hmm. were fine for what they are. A lot of them are just – generic two dudes fighting on an uh, elevator and one guy gets thrown off type stuff i i saw a lot of people
1: going in on the turbo lift sequence and i thought the turbo lift sequence was fun i mean what the hell i've I've never seen the inside of the turbo lift why not have a fight on top of it oh but we
0: have we have seen the inside of the turbo lift before
1: in discovery oh well, whatever it it, I don't I don't mind that they had a fight inside there. I think that's a novel place to set a fight, you
0: know. Yeah, I, I guess I was looking at it. Whereas I was like, if that was the first time I'd seen the turbo lift, I would have questioned it more. But the first time we've seen the turbo <laughs> lift, which is that apparently it exists, in, it's like a Willy Wonka elevator that exists in right, empty space yes. and just flies around. That was the first time. That was not the first time we've seen that, and I think we've talked about that before. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense, but it's not—it's not the yeah. biggest problem with this episode. It
1: is—it's one of those elements of Star Trek that is best left unexplained. If you like, the, if you really want to start thinking technically how the turbo lift works, then I don't think they're doing their job correctly. But, yeah,
0: I mean, for me, it's not even the turbo lift. It's how does everyone exist on the ship around? Hmm. Like, what does the inside of the ship look like? If there's—if there's a huge void of empty space yeah. in the middle of the ship, what what is the design on the outside? I like? assume.
1: I assume all the like the walking areas are just like the outside layer or something right. and then yeah. the whole inside is just is just uh parts I guess. It's,
0: it's not the way it's not the way I expected. But yeah, he, he has a fight with that guy who dies uh whatever. Uh the I I was uh I was co- hoping he was cat. Yeah, I was hoping he'd throw uh see you at the potty Richter, Yeah,
1: I did from t- <laughs> total recall.
0: <laughs> it was uh it was it was along those lines. But it, it's a lot of uh, what's the other thing? The 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 dots, the little robots. Oh god!
1: So I have a big, a question about this because this really affects my my viewpoint about this. Is the dot that dies saving helping? Oh, is it owo? Owo, yeah. Owo, is the dot that dies saving? Oh, are we supposed to believe that? the entirety of the sphere data is now localized in this dot and the dot is dead. So that means that they're possibly losing the sphere data.
0: I was under the impression that it was in all of those dot units that were working. Right. But them. like, but the, all the rest of them got blown up
1: and this is the so last one. So this is one. the last so, one. So is that the implication that the sphere data is now only low, only exists inside this dot, which is why if it, she should give two shits about a robot die. If, that,
0: if that's the implication, they don't sell it. They sell it more as she had become psychotically detached from reality and thought this thing was alive. That's <laughs> something like there's no, there's no, yeah. She doesn't react to that as if the knowledge of the universe has gone down the bathtub drain. She reacts to it as if R2 D2 has been tortured to death and she is looking at his little body. Um, yeah, because the only way her reaction
1: makes any sense is if this, this, Potentially means the end of the sphere data.
0: They do resurrect that little droid, too. So if the sphere I, data exists, one, he's the new crew member who has the knowledge of the universe. I was just
1: gonna say, I for one am psyched for having a <laughs> new CGI robot uh, character added to this to the ship next season because that never backfires when they do that.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't I didn't really understand any of that. It's not those little droids also didn't do much of anything really like they, no, they kind of just, ran around with them as they were shooting stuff but it wasn't they weren't what did they like they grab her oxygen tank or something they push her towards the oxygen tank at the end. my question was why didn't they send the fucking robot to do this yeah all, they, all she had, all o
1: had to do was plant a bomb and turn it on <laughs> why didn't they give the bomb to the robot yeah now do you want to talk about a failure of storytelling I liked seeing O do stuff. I'm glad that they had crew members who are not just Michael or Tilly do things. But how is that not Detmer's job?
0: Just based on the storyline this season? Yeah.
1: Did. You've got this PTSD thing. I guess because they wrapped it up. It's already been fixed. She's healthy now, yeah. But, like, that's such a layup, man. You know, she's got this PTSD, and then they, there's a moment where everyone's going to die unless somebody acts, and she's the only one who could do it. And so she's got to, you know get it together. Mm -hmm. It makes too much sense not to do, but whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the only disagreement with that, that is not, I suppose it's more relevant to the character that her solution or healing comes from flying a ship, which was the origin of her problem, I suppose. So, So her planting a bomb is maybe a little bit different. I would agree with you that they probably should have spanned someone's character arc across the season to do that, to be that point of reason. Although, I I still think it's more effective to give the little robot the bomb and send it in there. Uh, yeah, and see, I, see what I, yeah. happens.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know why they didn't do that. I
0: don't. So, so does that <laughs> is the, the implication? Then you would say is that the sphere data is going to live on into the next season in this robot?
1: I guess I assume so. Unless it wasn't actually supposed to be the sphere.
0: I don't know. The sphere knows, data is so it's, confused. It's one of the, it's like it's so many of these things of the show. I just I can't tell if the show thinks it's important. Like. Right, yes, yeah. You think characters totally. would be like, we can't put the knowledge of the universe in a droid. <laughs> and someone would go, well, we have to do that because it's the only way. And they'd go, okay. And then as they, they start exploding or getting shot by the regulators, people are going like, oh, Google Drive is 50% full now, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. But they don't they don't sell that. So now I'm left at the end going, is this sphere data important? Do they care about it? Like, is it something that Discovery should try to be holding on to? Um, so here's what I would have done.
1: I would have I would have had Detmer's arc if you're if you're not going to do what I suggested last time, which is that Detmer uh, learns or or gets helps to get over her PTSD by bonding with Stamets. If you're not going to do that, I would have uh, Detmer's PTSD problem be addressed by the Sphere data because the Sphere data is in this in the computer and it talks to people, obviously. We've seen it help Saru uh, pick out a menu for dinner and whatnot. Um, have Detmer bond with the Sphere data. So you drive to this point where Detmer has to do uh, whatever this thing is she has to do. It causes the robot that the Sphere data is in to, to get damaged or to die. Mm-hmm. And so in the last moment... They upload the sphere data into Detmer's brain, into her implant, and into the implant. Just like that way, third. at least. Yeah, that way at least you've turned it into a real character with something that they have to deal with next season. Instead of turning it into a robot that sure. you can just sell sell a toy of, but they don't make toys of this stuff, so it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, you can be like Cortana you know, from Halo. The, if you play the Halo series, it's the little AI that lives in the Master Chief's head, and you can see it as a yeah, as a woman, basically. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, it, it would at least be character movement if yeah. not growth i don't know if growth is the right word but it would be something interesting <laughs> something would change it would be yeah, yeah something thing. would change uh, the status quo would change it would theoretically open story avenues until they forget that they have that and they don't do anything with it for a whole season until they need it for to tie a plot together in the third to last episode
0: um big points to wrap up the season what what is the adira and gray storyline i have no fucking idea
1: I I was watching that going, thinking to myself, is the only reason they did this so they could have the holodeck literalize Gray so
0: he could go look out the window? Because <laughs> they need someone to look out to see what's outside.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I couldn't, because there was no real, like, emotional payoff for that especially like with uh Grey and Adira it's not like they finally got their love back only to have it have him torn away. away from them again you Do know we and, see them and there at was, was no the
0: are they they're, they're on the ship right grey and adira yeah i
1: th- yeah i think so also i'm <laughs> i'm very fascinated with with Stamets being like, or Culber being like, no, we see you. We're going to make sure that everyone can see you. And it's like, I this is I don't know if this is how this <laughs> is supposed to work, guys. I don't think that the the former entities of the trail are supposed to be able to be made flesh by hol- holodeck technology. I don't think that was the intention, but this, whatever.
0: This storyline was a disaster. A disaster. This was just uh, like, I don't understand what they were doing. This was by far, to me, the most interesting idea that they created in the first couple episodes it was like okay this is a trill storyline there's a gender dynamics thing going on here which you can now modulate to have the trill represent a very modern issue and there's something potentially interesting in there then they start going yeah gray's hanging around too for some reason you're like okay that's that's weird. I don't really understand why they're doing that, but I'm sure they'll come up with a reason why Gray exists in this sure. point of view. The-
1: Thematically, it probably makes more sense than literally. Sure, yeah.
0: And it's, then you get to the end, and it's just like, hey, glad you guys could make it. Oh, Gray, I can see you. Excellent, terrific. All right, guys, see you next season. I, yeah. I, I don't even understand what the trauma of Gray and Adira is supposed to be. They started that episode yeah, with a I kind of know. thing of like moving on from a forgotten love or you know, thematically it ties into a deer and not being able to let go of Grey and Gray's the only person you see. You, Who cares when everyone else can then see the person? No one is struggling with right. anything anymore. It's like, what the hell is going on? This is terrible. I just don't understand the point. I don't know why. Yeah, on a, I don't get it. On a storytelling level, there was no story. <laughs> and in the sense of why are you just adding characters... Who have no story. Like, usually a show will introduce a character and give them a story that they have something to do. It'd be like if Worf in DS9 showed up and was just in the background pushing buttons for the entire season. You go, Yeah, why is Worf on this show? What is he doing?
1: Yeah, I remember. Remember what there was that big stretch where Gray wasn't in the show and Stan was like, Where's Gray? And Adair was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the Ducati sequel. Yeah, he wanted to be by himself for a while. But, you know, I was thinking, how cool would it have been if you wanted to – maybe they can do this next season, I don't know. But, like, just to have – give Adira a reason to be there. Present them with a problem, right, that they can't figure out, they can't get past because they don't have the faculties to deal with it for whatever reason. I'm not sure what it is. Not my job. But you've already established that gray – can be created through this holodeck technology. What if Fadira goes, I have an idea, and then like centers themselves or something, and then all of a sudden all of the past trills become manifest by the holodeck, Mm -hmm. and then help help them, the past personalities of the trill, and then help them do whatever they have to do, and help them get out of there or whatever. So at least that way you are doing something, instead of just bringing him along for the ride while you get dressed up like Romulan drag, I
0: mean, maybe I was, maybe I was wrong. Like that, that things-
1: like she, they, Adira really did look like she. That uh, they got yep. shot with Homer's uh, makeup gun <laughs> with the setting on Romulan drag. It was not great. No, makeup. it's
0: not. It's not very good. I guess maybe I overstated when I said that the episode wrapped up uh, the way I expected to. It might have wrapped up actually underwhelmingly because what I anticipated is thematically, if you're trying to say that uh, Grey and Adira are Adira's inability to get over the loss of Grey, is that mm-hmm. Grey at the end sacrifices himself. Right. And then yeah. it's like the solution there is that Adira at that point realizes that Grey is gone too, and Grey is gone at that point. There's no reason for mm-hmm. him to exist. That feels like that's the way that story was going. It's Adira, not even like they're a comic
1: Adira deal. should have been Adira should have been the one to bring Sakal over the threshold into that final thing with their, with his mother Yeah, because they both have the same thing same baked problem. into their character, yeah. which is they can't let go of this person they love. And so when the holodeck – Adira helps him realize that, which helps them realize that. And so when the holodeck shuts off, Grey – Goes back into the ether and goes back into it, becomes internalized into Adira, and they're a more whole person because of it.
0: Right. Same with Sakal, which is Sakal's yeah. ending yeah. at the end here, which is that he, it, I mean, it's, and I find that believable. It's discovery, this discovery continues. It's it's just so um, like trite where people's catastrophic psychological problems evaporate in the matter of yeah. seven seconds when they see something. Mm-hmm. They just go like, Sukal is a broken, detached from reality character who is essentially insane, really. Like when you think about what, how he grew up and like what's going on, he has no connection to reality, no understanding of the world and this tr- tremendous trauma of watching his mother die and then being alone after that, abandoned. And he's, he's freaking out up until then. He sees his mother's video and he's like, ah, Oh, Saru, you might you mind dropping me off at Kaminar? <laughs> I'd like to go back yeah. home, please, if you don't mind. It's like he's a shattered character. I understand that and then there's, he's... there's there's progress of fixing him and showing him his story, but they flip it so quick. Same with Detmer. It's just they flip it. It just do one thing and you're you're cured. And then and then he's like, I I want to do what
1: I can to help fix what I did, and I'm like, dude. We need to get you as far away. If you stub your toe, you could destroy the Federation, okay? So
0: <laughs> it maybe, just be like-
1: maybe just, like, cool out for a while. <laughs> Chill on Kaminar. Get into pot or something and just, like,
0: relax. It's just, yeah, it's... um. Then they're beaming out. They're like, all right, Sakal, you ready to go? We're going to get out of here. He's just like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
1: like, honestly, that... that, that Sequence should have ended with uh, like a Section Thirty One guy stealing Sakal and being like, "We're going to figure out how to use you as a weapon." Thanks.
0: you are, you are, you are the enemy. I know. Any um, what has it been? It's been forty minutes. Any any um, we won't do a season wrap up video because I don't really have much else to say about Mm. this. Um, I continue to think this was the worst season of Discovery. This episode, I don't think was great.
1: I'm shocked at people who think this is like the most consistent and improved season of the show. It's, I don't know, man.
0: Yeah. I would, if I could combine two, I'd combine the first half of season one of Discovery with the first Mm -hmm. half of Discovery season two. Those are my two favorite stretches of Discovery or the two best, I think. Um, Same. Before they get to the mirror universe with the Klingons, I like that. And then when it was truly like an episode by episode Red Angel thing, where it was kind of a mystery mm-hmm. in the background, but you were doing different stuff each week. That was the best part of season two. Um, yeah. I, I find it really discouraging how similar the structure of these seasons are. They're, they're almost just pull out the piece and put a new piece in, but keep the overall scaffolding the same. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They can't do. And the, what's more frustrating is the next one is set up mm. identically to it. It's just you have to go to the different planets. It's very video right. game. It's like you have to go yeah. to the different planets and drop off a thing. I can guarantee that you'll have a different adventure at each thing, which is not in and of itself a problem. It's just I I feel like the episodic nature of the old Star Trek hid that better or something. Like It mm. didn't seem like it was just you jumping around places. It felt like you were just getting more of a day in the life of the ship yeah. on an episode. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you have thoughts about that, about the uh, the structure of the season or Anything to sort of wrap this one up our final thoughts about it
1: yeah I think I think the weird place that all of these new Star Trek shows are put in is that since they are serialized stories for some reason that translates into and I think this is part of what gets into them um, having a difficult time with with Canon and stuff again not that that really matters but it to me anyway um. The serialized nature, for some reason, gets translated into we need to have a status quo defining catastrophe every season. So every season, there's something that is going to shatter what you knew about Star Trek or change things going forward. And it's like that's just exhausting. It's a modern deconstruction.
0: It's the, the top chef who are like, I've made you a deconstructed omelet. You know, and it's just it's the separate pieces everywhere. It's just deconstructing what the the myth is, and it is exhausting.
1: The sandwiched ingredients on the floor. That's right. Um, but yeah, it's just exhausting, and it and it it makes for these stories that are set up these like massive, massive, massive stakes that the stories they're telling don't support, and ultimately end up being uh, unsatisfying because everything resolves itself in like uh reveals that don't land and billions of ships shooting at each other in a wide shot yeah and it's just it doesn't it doesn't work like i i don't i keep i just keep thinking about if if the burn had just been a thing that happened that they didn't spend the entire season trying to figure out what it was just get rid that of was, the burn that was as just,
0: in, just say the dilithium ran out you know yeah and like it, that, having the the season
1: be about the Federation being shattered and exploring that is a super satisfying story in theory. Um, without being distracted this,
0: by the burn is the point. Like without the burns yeah. mystery, which is incredibly, even if you think it's functional as a story, it's really uninteresting by the time you get to the end of it yeah. because no, the whole, it's
1: stupid. I'm again, like I said, I don't even know. How figuring this out changed anything except for the fact that they found a dilithium planet.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, and it doesn't it doesn't move anything forward. If anything, it just moves things backwards.
0: Correct. Which is a point we've the been MacGuffin. making. Yeah, it's a point we've been making throughout this, is just that the salt like when Burnham had the I wish I knew what episode it was, but Burnham has a line where she's like, the only way to save the Federation is to find out what the cause of the burn was. Which is yeah. in a universe setting Nonsense To burn them to say that makes no sense because they have not been hinting at anything like that. They have not been doing what you... They have not been portraying the burn in a way that that makes sense, which is that... And it would actually make more sense with the way Sukal is, is that if there were many burns that kept happening across the universe and people could not figure out what was going on, but Sukal kept screaming because he keeps getting scared on the planet mm-hmm. and it causes things to happen, then... You have a sense like even that small shift makes Burnham's statement make more sense in context because it's like we can't resume business until we figure out what the hell is going on with these things. But the way that the series portrayed this was that the burn was a singular event that was a one-time thing that ever happened, and I, I don't find that effective. Like, and I don't and I'm saying yeah. that it would save the mystery by having the uh, the burn happen repeatedly and its constant threat, but at least give some kind of stakes to solving the burn. Mm-hmm. would be better than what they gave us. I mean,
1: even if you remove the burn, you still have the same story, where it's dilithium ran out, the Federation broke up, uh, these black market group created uh, rose to power because of the lack of dilithium. Uh-oh, Discover uh, Discovery's here trying to figure out what happened to the Federation. They've got a spore drive, so the spore drive becomes the MacGuffin of the season, right? Because yep. it's this the it's the thing everyone wants, here. yeah. Yeah. People people learned how to people discovered gold when before they only had silver or whatever. Um and then, oh shit, we've got this signal. Turns out there's a whole planet full of dilithium that nobody knew about. You don't need the burn for that story. Yeah. You know, it just makes it more complicated. And then when you get there, you can still do their now they're fight because what are they fighting for? They're fighting for this dilithium planet. Then it turns out dilithium planet doesn't solve their problem. But what does solve their problem is working together with books people now that they've <laughs> discovered new people who can I still can't believe that no they didn't like work that in. Yeah. Because it's like they've solved the problem. Yeah. They found people who don't need to be like genetically altered who can fly these ships. There's a whole planet of them. <laughs> it's more valuable. It's the it's this planet that they established earlier in the season as being this like oppressed. Trash planet, essentially, yep. full of people who are being oppressed by Osira, who does who doesn't think they're worth anything because blah 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 blah, and then they ultimately become the saviors of the Federation because they can fly the fucking ship.
0: One man's like trash is another man's diolithium, is the old yeah, saying goes. It's
1: another man's soap, um <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like it's just and and the th- the problem with the burn, the way they play it out, is the emotional linchpin of the season is placed on a character that you met two episodes ago. You know, it's like, yeah, it's sad, sure, in and of itself. But, like, again, uh, Saru's not learning anything. You spent the whole season building up Saru. He doesn't learn anything from this situation. It's not his emotional linchpin. He's not the emotional linchpin of the the climax. Uh, Adir is not the emotional linchpin of the climax. Culver is not. Burnham isn't. Mm -hmm. Burnham just punches her way to the captain's chair. Yeah. Tilly's not. It's this character that you'd have no connection to because it's a brand new character. And I don't know. It's just, it seems like completely unnecessary to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. It's, um, they just think those season long mysteries are the hook, really. Like, they,
1: like, imagine, uh, imagine if they knew, forget the burn, dilithium ran out. They find this dilithium planet. Imagine how interesting the conflict now becomes when, Starfleet sees this uh, um, salvation thing in front of them as like, all we need to do is get to this dilithium planet and things can go back to normal. And then you've got Burnham or whoever on Discovery being like, that's not going to work. Yeah, like we've, We realized that the Discovery... Why did the Federation break up? Well, we figured out why the Federation broke up. It's because of X, Y, Z, and that thing that they've learned causes them to realize that putting the Federation back the way it was is not the answer. You have to move forward, and the federation wants the planet because they can get back to the way things were, but that's not the answer, you know what I mean yeah yeah it's it's oh so frustrating, <laughs> yeah, but no, we have to watch a guy, a kid cry for three episodes,
0: yeah, it was a long- it was a long long i ending.
1: can't I'm sorry, we didn't really talk about that speech that Vance gave at the end. I cannot believe that speech. it's bad the way. The, not not only is the thing about his daughter learning math without numbers just I don't know where that came from, but I, I mean maybe that's a thing he can do. I don't know. That's a but it's a it's a. It's a I, I would also like to me. see
0: what he means by that, which is that did she just give numbers a different symbol? Like how how mm. do you do math with no right. concept of quantity? Or what, like <laughs> so I mean <laughs> it's it's a strange point that he made. Like I can. If I draw a triangle and I'm like this represents three, I haven't really done math without numbers. I've just done math without the symbol for what the three is supposed to represent. Why didn't
1: he? Why didn't they pick something a little less like literal and like (laughs) finite? Where it's like if you if she had said I I was kind of joking, but uh, at the beginning, but if he had said like my daughter wanted to learn how to talk, but she didn't want to use words. And so she, you know, figured out a way to communicate without using words or yeah. something
0: like Invent, that. invented her own sign language, basically. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, it's a little harder to grasp this idea that she learned math without numbers or whatever. <laughs> but then on top of that, he just gives, like, the season-ender dick-sucking monologue to, to Burnham, and I just could not believe it. I yeah. could not believe it.
0: I personally liked his little section where uh, – it felt like the writers were like, we don't really know anything about Vance. He's like, he's like my daughter, and Burnham goes, your daughter? He goes, yes, I have a daughter. She and her mother left because it was too dangerous here. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's yeah, like what? what? What is that supposed Like, I don't. It's a. It's interesting that they decided to bring it up, like have Burnham question it as if I need this to fill out the Wikipedia entry for Vance. It's like he's got a daughter, and yeah. she's not there because she went somewhere else. It's like it's unnecessary for him to say, but it's just such a. It is just the ultimate like in the look on Vance's face too i'm sure the actor was directed this way but he just he just can't believe the greatness that he is in in <laughs> just happens yeah. to be talking to his he's just so uh so impressed by michael burnham and everything that she's done it's like man i can't remember what movie it is it's
1: killing me that i can't remember this um maybe i think it's creep show where uh, I, I guarantee you weren't expecting me to say that um <laughs> the Stephen King story in in Creepshow where he finds the meteor and he has this uh, vision of what it's going to be like when he brings the meteor into the, to the scientists and and he's getting like congratulations from the, uh, from the (laughs) mayor for this amazing new find, this new scientific uh, uh, Marvel that he found and will be named after him. And he's shaking hands and everybody's, you know, smiling and stuff. That's what it felt like. It felt like a fake, a fake, uh, congr- congratulatory! Like a fantasy sequence. version of what Burnham Fantasy thinks. sequence, yeah. yes. And I just could not believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's the, so. I, I'm going in pretty hard on this, only because they call it out at the beginning of the season. Like I, I Burnham's, you know, I know people. Arc, you mean is that yeah, you are talking about? I know about? people get annoyed. It's it's easy to go in on Burnham always being right and Burnham, you know, blah 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 blah, the messiah thing or whatever. It's just like that's the main character of the show. You're gonna that that focus is gonna fall on them if you are going for for having a character who is the quote unquote main character. Um, I would say, that it it's the f-
0: oh sorry, go ahead. Go.
1: I was just gonna say, but it is the fact that they call it out directly, yeah, as being a failing of the character, and then do nothing.
0: Book book and her have a conversation where he's like, "You need to work on that." She goes, "I know."
1: Yeah, she does not. <laughs> She changes nothing. Nothing she has experienced has changed her approach to anything. I would... Um, And it's all she does is get rewarded for it.
0: I would say it's actually the counter argument to the accusation that she's a Mary Sue is the way that this is done. Because Mm -hmm. I would... Like, as you're saying, Kirk is a perfect character in a lot of ways. Like, Kirk Mm -hmm. is a very competent... James Bond is a very competent, capable person who's rarely wrong about things that he does, Mm -hmm. right? So... Mm -hmm. Um, the thing is there is that at least those characters are challenged, usually. Right, And right. them overcoming it is they are not innately right. They sort of learn a way to better them. They, they they learn to overcome the opposition that has come through them. So in the end, it all works out the same as Burnham in that they tend to they be right. They win at the end of it. But they're not... The, what Discovery's writing does is it skips over Burnham's challenge as a character, and she just does the thing and gets it right. done. So there's no moment right. where she's really low. If she's low, what is the lowest she will get in this season when Vance is like, "I'm slightly disappointed in you," and the dramatic music mm-hmm. swells, and she's like, "Oh Jesus!" Like Vance is a little bit upset with me. I better go do what the fuck I want to do. That's pretty much it. You know, there's a, so I I would argue that Burnham is not a Mary Sue. Because a Mary Sue would actually be written differently, where her wrong like the, the overcoming the challenge would be part of the Mary Sue's demonstration. There would like the challenge would appear and Burnham would just overcome it. But I don't think they even insert a challenge for Burnham to overcome. So I, I guess there's a way to think about her just is not constructed that way. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's um. It is it is really fascinating to have a character like her who is not really in any real way directly challenged. Like she's got actions she has to perform, sure, but she's never really challenged. I mean, I guess the closest they come is the scene that episode with her mother, but even there it's like she doesn't I characters have to fail eventually. You know what I mean? Yeah. There has to be you can't you can't have victory unless you know what it's like to lose, and the low point of a character usually involves a failure of some kind, or usually the other way to, to look at it is uh it's the point where you get what you're looking for, but you don't get it in the way that you think you're going to get it, and it also costs you once you do yep that never happens with her. It's she never has to deal with her consequences except in this one. Well, I guess she's. It's too bad the Stamets is is annoyed with her, but aside from that, like it's. You know what I mean? There's no, yeah. there's no low point where she is cost anything. Nothing she does costs her anything. Right, and that's the that's the failing of the character. It's not it's not her cape her being written as capable is not a failing of the character. No, the, the failing the failing of the writing is that nothing she does costs her anything
0: right like for instance book should be tortured to death in this episode you know yeah that's that's one way you could go sure um but she saves him extremely easily <coughs> and run, <laughs> runs out of the runs out of the
1: room oh my god when they <laughs> <laughs> when she when she hits the force field button and the force field perfectly covers them and a way to get out of the room i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me man come on it's good this is a good show sure um and can we we didn't even talk about the guy in the wheelchair what the fuck is he doing on that ship still
0: yeah he's at the end he's still there yeah
1: Terrible. Uh, Is he like? Is he on the show now? Is he a a, a part of the crew? (laughs) Apparently, in the future, all you got to do to join Starfleet is hang out on the ship for twenty five (laughs) minutes.
0: I, I mean, just the patheticness of that character is shown in the scene where he's shocked that Osira will not be his friend or whatever (laughs) goes. Yeah there and she strangles him a little bit and he doesn't even do anything yeah. it's not like
1: as they were doing that scene where she's like choking him out or whatever I was like oh my god are they really are they going to hinge the defeat of Osira on this character they introduced last episode right. realizing kind he, he stands
0: up for everybody and, and yeah. takes it to Osyra. yeah.
1: which they didn't do but they also didn't do anything else. Yeah, yeah, she chokes him out, and then he's gone, <laughs> and then he just appears like hanging out on the bridge later. And I was like, "What is? <laughs> what are you people doing with this show?" Yeah, adding new characters doesn't make the story better. <laughs> That's it. Discovery I'm sorry. I don't. Season. I don't mean to go in so hard, but it, it's like I feel like it's just a an, a season's worth of frustrations all all bubbling to the top at once. It
0: was a bad season. Like I, I just, I don't accept the argument that this is the best season of the show. I don't accept the argument that this is a good show. Um, Mm. It's just.
1: I can't think of a reason I would watch this season ever again. Like I I could see myself going back and watching season two. I probably would watch season two. Over season one, if I had to to choose, the whole, to the whole way through, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, I think I think it's enjoyable enough at points where, and I you know, I get the uh, dopamine rush from seeing the Enterprise and whatnot, and Pike is
0: great, et cetera. Et cetera.
1: Yeah, uh, and at this point, my mind has filtered out all the stuff I didn't
0: like about that season, so I'm right. Seeing it's it with all positive, much more it was rosy like, what a Great year of television that was,
1: yeah. But, and even season one, I, I could see going back for season one for for some reasons, but I just I don't know. I there's nothing about this season that makes me go, yeah, I would like to watch that again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was... I, I didn't think it was very good. Um, the show... And the
1: frustrating thing... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off again. It's just so frustrating because the pieces are there to make it a good story. Yes. But they just can't put the puzzle together for some reason. It's like they built the puzzle and they don't know how the pieces go together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I the the attention... The the show is in the details, and the show glosses mm-hmm. over the details. Really. I,
1: cannot, I cannot believe, cannot believe that they just hand-waved the reforming of the Federation the way they did. You know, like, what what the hell, man? You don't even want to, like, leave that as a tag for what might happen next season? Like, oh, we've started the process? Yeah. It's like, no, everybody's back. The Navarians are back. the the trailer back in everybody's great the the indian
0: guy from the very start yeah the indian
1: guy he's all set (laughs) sure why not yeah everybody's back together for reasons that we don't even really know about or they talk about in one line dialogue yeah i don't know it's just it's it's mind-blowing to me that they once again set up a great idea and just totally waste it
0: yeah yeah we're done with the third season of star trek discovery I'm glad it's over at this point. The show will be continuing probably one Star Trek episode a week for the foreseeable future. Um, maybe a month or two. Um, we'll go back to enterprise enterprise. will wrap up the second season and then continue on from there. I have no idea what the next season of any of the new Trek stuff is. I don't think they've announced anything. So it's a ways away. Um, just fine by me. I know I got uh, dramatic before and said, we won't cover discovery. I, at this point, I'm not inclined to cover Discovery's fourth season, but.
1: You sound like someone who just woke up from a bender and, like, that's it. That's it, never it's drinking over. again. See you, and then see you guys at St. Patrick's happy hour. Day rolls around. <laughs> yeah, <And then> St. <laughs> Patrick's Day rolls around and you got green beer all over your shirt.
0: I mean, there is an argument to just make it Patreon exclusive if, like, I'm going to suffer for it to just. Uh <clears throat> What is that called at least at least get paid for yeah, it to at least like or reward the people who are actually uh putting into a patreon and stuff like that if yeah. they want it but i'm you know it is the uh it is the the videos in the youtube and the downloads do do the best out of all the shows mm. just because it's fresh and novel and people obviously want to listen to it as opposed to enterprise and stuff but it's like at a certain point, I have to take pride that I'm not beholden to an audience to do this. Sure. You know, and be sure. like, "I just sucks. I, I don't, I don't yeah. really enjoy this. But the patrons are different, I think. Um, and I would consider doing it for them. But we'll see. If it takes another two years, I'll probably forget, as you were saying. I'll feel like this about season two and be like, season three was great. Remember Sakal? I want to see what happened to the little droid. I, fantastic.
1: But we'll see. Um, you can't wait till season four opens with Sakal as a captain
0: of a starship. He's the he'll be the counselor of the ship. He'll be the Troy character. Um, yeah, yeah. He screamed. He screamed. I can't. I can't believe it, it was just a scream. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that's it. Thank you very much, guys, for listening to our coverage of Star Trek Discovery. Clay, do you have anything you want to say? Um, we had a Rotten Horror Picture Show come out this past week.
1: We covered Society which is a very unique horror movie, which I, I uh, highly suggest everybody check out. And uh, next week we have the last badass of, of season three. And afterwards we'll be doing, uh, I think we might, I don't know if we're going to do exactly a, 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 a two weeks later, come up with the next one, but we're going to be doing Sub-Zero, which is the movie with Mr. Freeze. And we'll do like a Q&A thing. And uh, at least after that, I think we're going to take a bit of a break before we start season
0: four. Sounds good. Um, maybe doing a Q and a for discovery would be a good season wrap up too. Sure. Maybe we'll yeah, consider that'd be good. that. So if people are interested, we can do a stream or something of a Q and a, uh, blah, 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 blah for discovery, maybe next week or later this week or something. All right, guys, check out all the other shows on the Penske file. You can go to patreon.com slash the Penske file. If you want to support the show, Patreon.com slash the Penske file. One last shout out to our patrons. Special thank you to the Captain Tier it goes to Ben Douglas, Tark Latif, Joint Mango, Kyle Barrett, Mike Burnett, Matthew Ross, Andrew Churlock, Cardinal Doomsday, Nathan Elliott, Sam McCuster, Matt Cutler, Nick Sergey, Grim Santos, Sean, Christian Pouch, Bradley Killens, Dwayne Hackett, Chris Tinsley, Jonathan Moss, Kevin Reyes, Jordan Cooper, Vault 13 Hero, Rune Vendler, HH28, <laughs> Stephen Minton, Derek Zajac, Paul Roscoe, Jacob123, Nick the Rat, Point X G, Grappler John, Eric Sanjuan, Kevin Lowry, Captain Brazen, Jakey's Gamer, Patrick Siba, Corey Martin, William Scheisler, Soylent, Blue, Zane Majors, Dave Davies, Retail, Olivier Pardieu, and Worf's Tiny Brown Dicks, I think. It's cut off, but I'm pretty sure it's for Tiny Brown Dicks. Thank you very much for supporting us. Let us know what you thought about Star Trek Discovery as a whole and this episode in, in particular, if you want to, down in the comments. Thanks, guys. We'll be back with uh, more Enterprise and then the season Q&A if people are interested. Cool. Have a good one.